The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands, and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him homage and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Whenever people who love one another experience a permanent separation, there is naturally a profound sense of loss, even of emptiness. When a close friend of St. Augustine's died, he wrote that the whole world was full of his absence. This is particularly true in death. Even if the person whom we loved was suffering greatly, even over a long period of time, there might be a certain relief, but there is, nevertheless, a profound sense of loss. We may think we're prepared for it, but we're never really prepared for it. And yet... In today's gospel, there is not only not a profound sense of loss, not only no grieving, but rather we are told that they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were constantly in the temple praising God. Our Lord has spent 40 days after his resurrection with his apostles instructing them. Moses spent 40 days fasting before he went up to receive the law. Elijah spent 40 days fasting before confirming the law. Our Lord spent 40 days in the desert being tempted by the devil. But now he spends 40 days with his apostles preparing them to become the church. Forty days instructing them, clarifying, 
teaching, preparing them for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Right now, they don't know what it means to be the church, to be his body. But they will know. And our Lord then tells them, first of all, he explains one more time that he had to suffer and then rise from the dead and that they must preach forgiveness of sins. You are witnesses of these things, as you and I are as well. And then he ascends into heaven. They must now wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. He tells them to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then you will be prepared for what is to come. And they are joyful. We know, for instance, that our Lord was very direct about the nature of the kingdom that was to come. His kingdom is not going to be like any other kingdom. He says that to Pilate. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would be fighting to prevent me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this world. Remember, too, when he was crucified, he had to be stripped of his garments because his garments localized him. They made him a person of one place, one period, one time. And now he departs in order that the kingdom of God may come. He told his disciples, it's better for you if I go. If I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But when the Holy Spirit does come, he will teach you all things. Once again, teach you all things. Prepare you for the kingdom of God on earth. Our Lord did not wish to be an earthly king. He didn't rise from the dead to become that. He rose from the dead in order to universalize himself so that you and I might experience him in his totality and that the world might experience him. There is always that temptation, as we know, to want to have been to be with him as they were with him. It must have been a wonderful 40 days to have spent with him, listening to him, being instructed by him, just being in his presence. We would like that. I've said this many times. We would like the glory of his presence, the majesty of his being, the dignity of his voice. But our Lord says, no. This is not going to... This is a matter of faith. The kingdom of God is a matter of faith, not of a seeing but a matter of faith. And so, having done this, he may now leave that they may become his body on earth as we are. Although we still, I suppose, long for that reality that they experienced. But that is not going to come in this life. That is for the kingdom yet to come. But meanwhile, the only way, as we know, that these words, the gospel, can be made present in our world today is through his coming to us in his church and in the sacraments and particularly in the Eucharist. This gospel really loses its meaning without the Eucharist. It is here that he comes to us in his ascension. It is here that he comes to us in his totality. You and I then experience the kingdom of God already here on earth. We experience this in what we are doing here today. So once again, for us, this gospel isn't simply something that we hear. It isn't simply something that is read to us. It isn't simply a book that we pick up. 
It's a reality that must come to us in his flesh and blood constantly until the end of time. That is the way that Jesus Christ universalizes himself. We don't have to go running off to some faraway place in order to make this happen. It happens wherever the church is, wherever we are. Then we experience this great mystery of God coming to us as he does. Are we worthy of it? No. But he comes to make us worthy. He comes to transform us into what we ourselves could not make ourselves. He comes to prepare us for his final coming. So they return with great joy. But notice that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. He ascends into heaven, and they're standing there looking up to heaven. An angel comes to them and says, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here looking up to heaven? Well, it's quite natural. He just went there. He said, This Jesus who left you will return, as he has. So go back into Jerusalem. Now remember, after all of this, the apostles are radically transformed people. They aren't the same anymore. We see that. But all of a sudden, these rather confused, frightened men become a power that would change the history of the world. And quickly, too. We then have to have that same purpose, that same reality. We are, we are told over and over again that we are supposed to be the presence of Jesus Christ on earth, his body, the church. Yes, we are. All right. Uh, we aren't simply to walk the earth or to be on the earth. We are to walk as he walked and to be as he was and is. That's very basic, isn't it? even sounds a little simplistic, but it's the answer to everything. That's his commandment to us. Follow me. So, he reveals himself to us now. We, like the apostles, have seen him, touched him, even consumed him. And the world will now know the reality of Jesus Christ. We'll know because we have become that reality. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the ascension of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, she will be the visible presence of Jesus Christ, the visible presence of Jesus Christ risen from the dead and present to his people, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they will accept the message that comes to them through the Church, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, they may know that in their suffering they are proclaiming Jesus Christ. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected grace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, especially in the womb, and for laws that will protect that life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, especially from our own parish and diocese, those young men and women who will truly proclaim the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ risen from the dead, for a greater reverence for the missionary nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord in the Eucharist, they may then proclaim his kingdom, we pray to the Lord. For all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our youth, 
they in particular will respond to the grace of God, particularly those who are graduating. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed for all of us here that our lives will be so transformed by the sacraments that we received that the world may know the presence of the Lord here on earth in the presence of his kingdom we pray to the Lord Lord, we now proclaim the Lord's victory as we sing the Christus Vincent. <laughs>